Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to TFL Talking Trucks Podcast. That's right, guys. Your nonstop information flow coming from Andre Smirnoff when it comes to trucks. And Nathan Hadlin. And Nathan, my buddy, I promise on this episode, I will not ask you marriage advice. I promise. <laughs> yeah. So what Roman, or I said, I just called you Roman. That's how tired. Uh, so what Andre is referring to is um, a podcast that I recently did with Tommy, where he specifically did that. He jumped all over me asking about marriage advice. So if you want marriage advice, check out our other sister podcast, yeah, God, TFL you. Talk. That's horrible. Okay. But on this on this episode of TFL Talking Trucks, it's all about the new Silverado ZR2. It's a it's our new long term truck, right? Uh, test vehicle, and we're the first to take it to Moab, Utah. So we want to share that experience, actually driving it over a thousand miles in about three four days. <laughs> That's right. We put a ton of miles on that truck. One of the cool things about Moab, Utah, is that it's basically in our backyard. I mean, it's one of the places that we go to on average about twice a month. Yes. If you look at you know our annual visits there, and we go during all four seasons, and being able to get there usually within five hours, unless of course we have horrible traffic jams or bad weather, which happens means that Andre can hop in the truck with a videographer, get over there and hustle into, and I believe over to Fins and Things among other places, right? Yeah, Fins and Things is one trail, Onion Creek is the other one I did. Right. <clears throat> so we can talk about that. We also have truck news. Yes. Also your questions. But more importantly, this is also, uh, you know, we're growing this podcast show thanks to you guys. That's right. Uh, Patreon supporters. And we have a new producer, Jay. That's right. Jay, say hi. Hi, guys. So this is Jay, he's our brand new producer, and he'll be fielding a lot of your questions and he'll be working with us to make this a better broadcast. Yes, Jay is a new member of our overall TFL Studios team. We're really thankful to have him here and also supporting the podcast so we can grow it, make it more interesting than ever, and also the more the most popular truck podcast. That's right, we are. And thanks to you guys, especially over at Patreon, we're able to bring in people like Jay, which really helps us grow. 
Yes. So let's hit it with uh, the overall, you know, star of this episode. Yeah. Silverado ZR2. It's uh, what we call now the halo off-road truck for Chevrolet. For those of you who don't know, uh, a while ago, Chevrolet brought out the Chevy Colorado ZR2. And that was one of the most dominant off-road pickup trucks, not only in its class, but period. And one of the reasons why was it was built specifically for off-roading. It had an off-road setup suspension, which we will be talking about in a second, and of course, lockers front and rear. Uh, armor, you name it. It was really, really capable. But what a lot of people wanted was a full-size version of it. And now they have it, finally. I mean, I think it took Chevrolet a little bit too long, maybe. Agreed. Uh, to actually have this truck. And there's also a lot of confusion as to what it competes against. Yeah. Because people are expected, you know, a big giant supercharger on the V8 under the hood of this truck. Yeah, wide stance with bl- you know, blistered fenders yes. and everything else on a massive tra- you know, suspension. None of which it really has. Yes, but so it kind of cuts between where the Raptor and TRX are, mm-hmm. and also where the Tundra TRD Pro and the F-150 Tremor and the Ram Rebel are. So that's kind of where it cuts. That's right, but it also does some things that are kind of exclusive to its class. Absolutely, so uh, this trip was pretty special because uh, we tried to be one of the first to get this truck, mm-hmm. and uh, we were yep. kind of the first batch in the country. Yeah, you go team. So very <laughs> thankful to that, but we didn't do it by ourselves, obviously. No, we had a lot of help. Yeah, because uh, people like Megan from Chevrolet PR team helped us out a little mm-hmm. bit, uh, just to kind of uh, make us known, right, in um, in the factory, in the building process of this truck. Right. Also, Johnson Auto Plaza helped out as well. So. We got in, actually Cole and I, our videographer Cole, uh, and I jumped in the truck and we wanted to do several things. We wanted to see how the fuel efficiency is of this truck, because that's a big question from you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's a lifted truck with bigger, you know, knobbier tires. It's got the 6.2. And it's got a 6.2 liter V8, and a lot of you are worried that it's really not efficient. So we wanted to test it in the real world. Can I just pause right there? Yes. How are you guys freaking out about a 6.2 liter being inefficient? What are you thinking? Of course it's going to be somewhat inefficient. It's not a four-cylinder. It's not a diesel. Come on. But it does have cylinder deactivation. It does. There. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw you. that in. Thank I had you. to throw that in. Hey, Come on, but guys. Actually, uh, some of you guys emailed us and said, will it go 400 miles in a tank? That's a better question. So that's a really uh, cut to, uh, to the core of Especially this. Especially uh, because it has a small gas tank. Exactly, about 24 gallons. Which uh, is on wah, crew caps. Wah, and that's no good. Yes, but actually it's not as bad as you may think, which right. we will get to uh, in, a, in a second. We also wanted to be the first in Moab with this new truck, mm-hmm. uh, which I think we were and we are. Um, and test it properly off-road. Um, yes, I got a chance to drive it in California. We talked about it a couple shows ago. Right. But this was my time, you know, to really put it through its paces on Fins and Things, the trail we know well. Yeah, and one of the reasons, uh, for those of you who don't know, Fins and Things is um, a off-road area that is located in a park, which I think is five bucks to get into in Moab. And there are a lot of other places that you can go off-roading. Baby Lions back is there and whatnot. Um, this is an off-road area we like to use because it's challenging in terms of articulation, approach departure angle, and traction. It really does those things, but at the same time, 
it won't destroy the truck if you drive it properly, if you do make a few mistakes. So that's one of the reasons we like to use it. And this is our truck. We bought it. So we really don't want to smack it up too much. Exactly. Because like you said, it's our company funds. Right. We're lucky enough to buy about two to three trucks a, a year. Right. Uh, brand new ones, I mean. Right. And so, then we rotate them. Yeah. So we trade one in. So we said oh, goodbye to Tundra. Exactly. And that's what, what yeah. I want to mention. So Tundra actually was what this truck became. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, so we said goodbye to our TRD off-road. Chandra traded it in, got this ZR2. Um, so, uh, and I also wanted to know how, what is it like to live with on a daily basis, right? right? Because, yes, we know it's kind of a high-profile truck, mm-hmm. but can you use it as a truck? Right. As a vehicle? And the answer is? The answer is yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, you're spending, well, we spent uh, $67,215 on this new Silverado ZR2, which is actually the most affordable price right now, uh, sticker price you can find. Yeah, you you basically said no to almost all the other additions, including a sunroof and stuff like that. So this vehicle, I, I know it's extremely expensive, and I agree with you guys saying the prices are ridiculous, but it's $10,000 less than the very base model uh, version of the TRX, which, yes. well, at least it used to be. I, I think right exactly. now, yeah, TRXs are just... well. Yeah, and all used vehicles actually, and pickup trucks, right. our values are insanely high. Right, right. So, so yeah. So, um, so mm-hmm. one of the, part of this experience was actually driving it about 350 miles mm-hmm. from uh, Denver, Colorado, where we're kind of based out near near Boulder. Yeah. Um, and then and then to Moab, Utah, which is about like 347 miles. And, I, well, I don't want to give every uh, detail away. Yeah, because, because we, we did a video. Uh, there's videos coming on TFL Truck Channel. Right. Uh, but I, I can tell you this. Uh, the ZR2 is very, you know, very quiet. The cabin is very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe too quiet. And really? we were planning to fix that with a performance exhaust system. Oh, yeah. Um, because I think what Chevrolet did here with the ZR2 Silverado, uh, it does have a dual exhaust. Uh, basically comes out as a single pipe then it kind of branches out into two it's right got two cats um, and then goes out with two mm-hmm. um, in by the rear bumper uh, but they were very careful to kind of subdue that v8 like they do with some other luxury silverado trucks they have yeah and it really bugs me because i know how good that 6.2 can sound uh, but the other side of it is there's a lot of people who don't want to hear that drone on the highway so there's a little bit of both of those um, and there's, of course, the question of will, you know, opening up the exhaust make it even more efficient, more powerful? I don't really think it will very much, but it'll probably sound better. Yeah. So and we do know that a Borla uh, performance exhaust is available mm-hmm. um, as an accessory from Chevy Performance. Right. And Borla and Chevrolet worked very, very closely to make sure it doesn't drone, but sounds really good. It and, sounds and really powerful. good on startup. When you fire it up, it has this great little growl. It's like a, a bear waking up, you know. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds great. So I want to do that because right now the truck is super kind of mellow on the highway. On the highway. And, and I kind of want it to be woken up just a little bit more. Okay. okay. So that was nice, and but re- really relaxing drive. Mm-hmm. Um, we faced some high winds. That's what very, I wanted. Very, very high Really, winds. really high winds. I mean, they were knocking over 18-wheelers. And uh, regular pickup trucks with trailers, they were knocking over. Right. Which is pretty remarkable. Yeah, uh, the high very, winds have been bad. Very tough conditions, uh, which is why we did uh, out and back loop. So we <laughs> measured the MPG on the way out to Moab and also back. So the way out was where you had the high winds, right? And where it was hitting us in the face. Right. Uh, which kind of which made efficiency worse. So you want to talk about efficiency? Yeah, yeah. Let's, okay. let's do a little bit of that, too. 
the other thing before we get to efficiency is the new tech. Ah. Because they redesigned the dash and redesigned the interior completely. Uh, also, the seats on the ZR2 are a little bit uh, unique because they have high bolsters. Mm -hmm. And it is a high performance pickup. So the bolsters are nice. But, you know, I was thinking about this, the seat cushion itself. It's still a little bit stiff. Hmm. Um, I, my legs did not fall asleep. So that's that, was good. A, that was a good part. But it, it, you're kind of still sitting on kind of this, uh, what feels like a stiff, stiffer surface. I think you and I both agree that uh, Ram, and, uh, well, Ram specifically still has some of the best seats out there. And maybe there. Nissan. Nissan's so, seats, yeah, those zero-gravity yeah. seats are, yeah. are really good, too. It, just in terms of how much you know, give they provide. And, uh, yeah, I was hoping that Chevrolet, I haven't driven it for a long period of time, but um, there are other people who have complained about uh, GM seats as well. Including Tim. Yeah, and, and, and also um, I think part of it is, you know, they have those vibrating parts in their seats. Yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, you know. No, you know, it buzzes you like when you are near like an it's, obstacle. It's like a haptic response in order to tell you that, you know, you're about to run into something, which yes. I deliberately do often, so I get a great massage. I don't, I don't like that feature. I mean, I know, mm. I mean, they also use it for the um, super cruise, mm -hmm. right? When they need to wake up the driver or the driver maybe is not paying attention. Right. Um, but like in general, like backing up to a trailer and the truck says, oh, you're about to get close to something, vibrate the seat. I know I'm backing up to a trailer. Like, so I, I don't really always like that feature. But not many people are as macho as you are. Some people, you know, some of those, uh, you know, I think it was specifically built for people like Roman who are really getting close to retirement. And <laughs> at, at that age, you know, the osteo's kicking in and he's having a hard time driving and everything else. It's difficult for someone like him perhaps to fully understand that their distance he's looking at isn't 50 feet, it's only 15 feet. And so it's going to buzz you and say, hey, hey, you can't do that. Or in my case, I deliberately do it, so it buzzes me and I smile. Okay. And I, I imagine Rome likes to sit on a park bench, you know, a wooden bench. So <laughs> He doesn't. He feeds pigeons and all breadcrumbs <laughs> and he yells at them. Yeah, you know how it is. <laughs> so so uh, the seats could be a little bit more comfortable, right. I would say, for long haul. But my legs that. felt better. Mm -hmm. I remember in the Tundra, my road trip, my first one, just my legs were begin starting to fall asleep a little bit right. after like six or is seven Is that when hours. you were driving from Houston to uh, Exactly. Yeah. And this didn't happen. I, I was behind the wheel for about five and a half hours to six hours gotcha. uh, to Moab. So that that felt a little bit better than the Tundra, at least for my stature, just over 6'2", mm -hmm. with slightly longer leg. So, so that was nice. And then the tech was amazing, actually. Um, the screens are nice. The interior felt great. Which is all new. The, the new screens look fantastic. Yeah, high resolution. Yeah. Um, it has a 13.4-inch center display. It's got a 12-inch uh, gauge cluster display. You can reconfigure the gauges. You can have them classic, you know, with dials for your tachometer and speedometer. Right. You can have them digital if you want, so you can play around with it. Also, Google is pretty fun to play with as far as Google Assistant is now available. Mm -hmm. So you can ask it different important questions like which where is the uh, least expensive fuel or tell me a joke which is just it, fun. it's always fun to do in yeah. the middle of nowhere yeah um, so the the new cockpit this is new for 2022 yeah. with Chevrolet right uh, and it's much closer to what the suburban looks like 
I would say. Kind of, but it's not a copy. It's of not a copy, right. but it's it's similar. I'd yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you guys have been asking for this too to redesign, you know, for GM for the Sierra and Silverado to redesign, and they listened and they did this. Although, if you're buying a brand new 2022 truck with a new face, uh-huh. right? They also changed the headlights yeah, and they the did. grill. Um, if you're buying a work truck or the custom, you know, the lower levels. The interior is the same as as before. As as it was. Yeah, Yeah, you you suffer if you don't have the money. You have to pay to play. Now I wanted. Hopefully, they'll fix it next model year, right? I did notice something about the back seats. I sat back there for a minute, and I was a little bit uncomfortable with my, my back because, you know, I'm a chunky guy, and I can actually feel my back hitting the back seat. And I remembered why, why it was a little bit uncomfortable. Why? They have those integrated doors in the back seats where you can pull out and put small items into the back seat. Actually, There's a little bit of storage behind that. Yes, yeah. it, where the, your back, as opposed to your tush, where your back is. And it's a small box-shaped, uh, I would say it's a, what, about um, 10, 10 by 10, maybe 11 by 11. Mm-hmm. And because of that and its location, it takes a little time to get used to. You feel a little strange. I, I'm sure I could get used to it over time, but the best part is I wouldn't be sitting in the back of that truck anyway. My kids would be, and I don't care if they suffer. <laughs> but, the, you know, in terms of uh, what we do, yeah. um, I, I can say that for those of you guys who, you know, have a look at this, sit in the back seat, see if you're comfortable with that little opening box there. And there's a little tiny tab that sticks out, and you can pull that tab, and that's how you open the box. It's it's important for some people, I think. For small items, maybe gloves, uh, maybe a, small weapon. A, a small tow rope, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Geritol uh, <laughs> pills for Roman. Yeah. So stuff like that. Um, so overall, the the other thing I loved is just you know seamless integration like wi- uh, wireless Apple CarPlay with my phone. Yeah, um, I could just you know make phone calls, receive phone calls, very easy to set up. Yeah, and, and you don't have to go into a special account and redo it every single time you hop in the vehicle or have certain. Yeah, some of the issues we did have with the Toyota. Yeah, the, so the Tundra was a little bit more forceful, a lot more forceful, a lot actually, forceful. Uh, to like with the profiles where you had to log in to the truck to right. be able to uh, drive. Um, the GM still has like a driver profile, mm-hmm. but it, it's not forcing you to use it. Gotcha. Like you, you could use it if you really wanted to. Right. And it still also has the app, you know, the Chevy app mm-hmm. that, that connects to it. And I haven't played with that too much yet. That's still coming. So a couple quick questions. Now, for those of you who may have watched, we did a live feed where we featured the truck and we walked around it and we showed you guys a whole bunch of stuff. And then Andre recently put up another one. Uh, another video where he went underneath the truck. Yeah. So that is ours, and it is a very cool color. I'm kind of curious to your perspective on the color. I think a lot of people like it. Tommy hates it. He's an angry young man who calls it, and here's what he calls it. Ready? What? Hearing aid beige. He calls uh, it that, and that, it's, it's, it's a, it hurts. That hurts. It, hurt, it hurts. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a really cool looking color, but anyway, that's so, what he so, calls it. Uh, uh, Chevrolet calls it sand dune. Sand dune. So to me, that color um, is really, I think what it harkens to is kind of military trucks from the desert. It does have a hint right? of that, right. So so maybe not the exact shade of that color, but... but it's reminiscent the, of yeah, it. Yeah, reminiscent. Yeah. And to me, what it kind of makes it is kind of like that tough character of it, yeah. right? And also, it could be a slightly camouflage effect. 
Which could be a good thing. It depends on who you uh, are. Yeah. For video purposes, for us, it may not <laughs> be so good. It's not so great. Because we're trying to video it. And where's the truck go? Where, where, <laughs> well, that's why we like Moab, because the rocks are usually have a, like a red hue to them. Yeah. Um, and, and by the way, we also have a very similar color on our long-term um, Hyundai Santa Cruz. And if you put the two next to each other, the poor little Santa Cruz disappears into the, <laughs> into the Silverado. <laughs> into the Silverado, which absolutely dwarfs it. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to talk about the styling of the Silverado. That's why I was leading to with the paint, because it sure. is very different looking than your average Silverado. Yeah, and, and the face is uh, unique. Mm -hmm. um, it has, a, of course, cutout bumper. By the way, steel bumpers front and rear. Thank God. So you can bash them. I, I didn't bash, bash them too much, but mm -hmm. I, I did put a scratch in the rear bumper. Don't tell Roman. <laughs> oh, God, he's going to uh, find out. Yes, yes, he will. Uh, so I'll tell you about the scratch later. Yeah. Uh, but, but what I really like, you know, um, uh, Toyota went with um, partially plastic bumper covers. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, which are they're modular though. Modular. Yeah. And, and actually, GM Silverado bumpers are also a little bit modular in the front, specifically where the corners can be separated separately. So if you uh, dent one corner, you don't have to re replace the entire bumper. Also, you can remove those components like a Jeep and have a better approach angle for your tire. At least it won't change your overall approach angle because you still have the skid plates and the bumper and everything there, but. It will allow you, and this is something that Chevrolet did originally with the Colorado ZR2. They have these cutouts which allow you to put your tire on a rock way after it would normally be able to do that because of the cutout allows the tire to go much higher on the rock to get grip, which I think is fantastic. And it worked really well in the Colorado. The cool thing here is that you can remove those bumper caps, basically the end caps, and have even better access, although it will make your truck a little less safe in an accident. And so, exactly. So the styling is distinctive. I right? think it looks fantastic. Uh, it just needs bigger tires and wheels. Except for one thing. Mm. I, I know they tried to make it a little bit more macho, and yeah. they put the uh, double bulges on the hood. Which are useless. Which, but, but well, You're, so they're not functional. There's no cooling going Exactly. On. They're useless. But, but there, it's worse than that. Uh -oh. It takes away vision. That's right. Because it, it, it cuts into your... Because you're, you're trying to look down your hood when you're going off-road. Yes. Exactly. And all of a sudden, you got this extra bulge there that's unnecessary. And, yes. Right. So, so it also is unnecessary, like, in a drive through Right. <laughs> trying to make a... Uh, you know, getting some food, trying to maneuver in a tight area. But there's a solution. They provided a solution. Yes. Uh, there's a front camera, which is really high resolution. Ah, okay. So you can quickly... Uh, uh, in what I did, I made a shortcut, which is a cool... Uh, feature of the new infotainment system. Uh -huh. You can kind of drag the camera icon to your shortcut area on the left of the screen. Oh, that's cool. So you can quickly access the camera, boop, and it shows you the front, and you can kind of judge where you are. The cool thing about having uh, cameras, and this started, I would say, uh, roughly about 10 years ago, and, and it's really caught on, thank God. A lot of vehicles nowadays are much larger than vehicles from even 15 years ago. And when you're off-road and you're going up a hill, being able to see up and over your hood, well, it really would help. So you can see the obstacles or the crest of the hill and whatnot. So now they have a lot of vehicles with cameras, in some cases standard, where you can see that. But also, they're so big now that having a camera up front at the very least helps you maneuver, which is what Andre's talking about. Yeah, but it's, it's not perfect, of course, because right. it's a little bit flat. So the camera flattens the depth perception. Well, it makes right? it two-dimensional. Two-dimensional, kind of, uh, basically. But it's still a help. Uh -huh. And I used it off-road. Mm -hmm. uh, Quite, you know, you 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 just ran fins and things actually in the Tacoma, yep. right? 
So climbing a 25 uh, degree slope, you're really staring into the sky. Yeah, basically. the only things you can do when you have a big hood in front of you is to try to take your head, put it out the window, and yes. try to see where your tire is. Try to see, and that, that sucks. Um, so having a camera up front does help quite a bit. Yeah, it's a small help. And if, well, it can be a big help when you're staring down the cliff. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so so that that's there. And I agree with you. I think they did a great job with the front styling. Yeah. There's red toe hooks poking out. Yeah. Very purposeful. Tommy loves that. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing he loves. Proper skid plate up front. Yeah. And, and it looks like it's a proper skid plate. Um, but I'm going to say that really, if anything lets it down, I, I like the profile. I like, I like the looks. I, I love the grill. I love all that. Even the hood thing I can put up with. My issue is that when I look at it from the side, the tires look kind of um, anemic. It, under, yeah. Underneath such a mean, it's, it's like the power wagon syndrome. It's exactly the same. <laughs> Where I know it's power wagon. That's a, you're welcome. Uh, uh, syndrome. That's what uh, I just put there. Yes, there you go. It's going to be the t-shirt coming to you very soon. <laughs> you have the power wagon syndrome. <laughs> um, but if you look, I mean, it, it, aesthetically, guys, I, I know function is different because these are 33s on here, right? Exactly, yes. It could easily hold 35s. And I'm willing to bet even 37s would fit. But... It, they just look a little narrow and they look a little small and I would much prefer have a larger tire in there just in general. Talk about your drive overall. How did that go? Because you know, we talked about mileage, we haven't talked about what your numbers were. And I think, dude, the tires is, a, is really um, the compromise here, right? Mm -hmm. So so when you get 37s like on the Raptor, right? The, right. the Raptor has a 37 tire package from the factory. Which is really cool. Uh, your efficiency goes down a lot. Uh, a lot. And we've showed you already um, in some of the TFL truck videos right. uh, that that happens. So I think this, well, I don't know exactly, you know, I wasn't developing the truck together with GM, but I think they were trying to find the perfect uh, medium, right? Mm -hmm. So the perfect area where it's off-road capable, mm -hmm which I'm here to say that it is very off-road capable. We'll talk a little bit more These about this. These are Goodyear Wranglers? No. Territory MTs. Oh, they're the Territory? Okay. Yeah, um, exactly. So uh, the tire is actually really grippy. Mm -hmm. uh, the same type of uh, pattern, Territory MT pattern, as the TRX, mm -hmm. as the Ford Bronco Sasquatch. Right. Uh, what, other, what other vehicles use it? The, Several others. The Colorado uses CR2? No, that's... They are the Wranglers, but I don't know. Anyway, if it's becoming a very, very popular tire. It is, and yes. for good reason, because it's a compromise. And one of the things, you know, and we have to keep this in mind, automakers have to have, uh, they have to maintain cafe numbers. They have to be able to return a decent economy. And if it means a different tread pattern will give them a better, you know, economy, but perhaps drop a little bit on off-road ability, they have to measure that very carefully because, remember, they have to make this truck as you know, capable as possible and at the same time as efficient as possible. And everything you've added to it to make it off-road capable takes away from efficiency. Exactly. So it's a balance, right? Right. So uh, let's talk about efficiency really quick as we're talking about tires. So they did decide to go with 33s. Right. I think um, it could benefit maybe the look and maybe some of the capability to go with a larger tire. A 35, I'd be down with that. Yeah, but um, for efficiency into the wind, Driving from Colorado to Utah, uh, we got 16 mpg. Okay, now one six. 16 mpg. Now that's going into high winds, yes. and that's going up and over the pass because you have to go Several. up in elevation all the way up to 11,000 feet, and then back down to Moab, which I think Moab is it's uh, near four, yeah, maybe a little 4, bit 000, lower, yeah. uh, four to five thousand feet above Correct. sea level. Okay, so that's true, um, and it was a little bit low. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, EPA says 17 on the highway is possible with the ZR2 Silverado. Okay. So. What about on the way back? On the way back, we faced an hour of rain. Mm-hmm. Also not good for efficiency. No. Uh, and same distance. We mm-hmm. went about 350 miles on the way back. And uh, some wind, but I think the wind was behind us now because it was still kind of the same direction wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got 19.2, a hugely different number. So when you average them 16 and 19.2, it comes out to about 17.6 overall efficiency on the highway, which is better than the EPA. And 400 miles, <coughs> 400 miles is doable easily because we went 350 and I still had the quarter tank left approximately. So having a 400 mile range is huge. I agree with you 100%, but it does like to drink premium. Am I correct? Yeah. And it's strongly recommended mm-hmm. to use premium. So I was using 91 octane, which is expensive yeah. no matter where you live. Right. Uh, so 89 technically is doable. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of um, go to slightly lower octane levels depending on where you live. But you may lose horsepower and you may lose uh, a little bit of uh, efficiency. Yeah. And, and GM, you know, they kind of warn against it. Mm-hmm. And also um, say if you're experiencing any sort of noise like knocking, uh, immediately switch back to 91 or higher octane uh, fuels. So it is a premium truck. It expects premium fuel right. for the most part, like just like the TRX yeah, or the Raptor. A, that has a supercharger. The other one has a turbocharger. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but it's just, you know, that's part of the point. But if you're going to be spending, you know, $67,000 on a truck, I guess, you know, straining and, and spending an extra 10 bucks per fill-up is okay, I suppose. Yeah, so so efficiency, so you can rest. You know, 17.6 is nothing to like, you know, write home about, but it's um, actually the same that we got in the Ram Rebel V8. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about the same as we got in a Raptor second generation truck. Right. On the same trip to right. Moab and back. And it's a little bit worse than the Trail Boss with a 5.3. Okay. Which is a smaller V8, which is a little bit and more a li- And a lighter truck. And a lighter truck. Bear in mind that this is actually so, a very heavy truck because, you know, all the equipment it has. Uh, it's about 5,700 pounds, well, which is not the lightest in, in the no, world. No, But it's, it's also not the heaviest. No, it's not the heaviest yeah. either. I mean, it's definitely, yeah. So um, a couple things, you know, we should probably talk about is that what is this, the reason why we keep, you know, this is a serious off-road vehicle is because... It has many things that you want for off-roading, but perhaps some of you guys wouldn't want for day-to-day commuting. You may not need lockers front and rear, which it has. You may not need heavy armor underneath, which it has. You may not need a really tall bed, which it has. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) The bed is so tall that I think both Andre and Roman, who are taller than me, cannot touch the bed by reaching up and over. They cannot the bed, do the bed floor. Yeah, the yeah. bed floor. They can't actually touch the bed floor, which is insane. Uh, yeah. So, um, but it does have DSSV shocks, mm-hmm. so special suspension. It's not like we said. It's not dramatically wider than the basic Silverado four no. drive. No, it's just it a, may a little have bit. A, uh, like a fraction of an inch on each side. Uh, really done with a wheel offset mm-hmm. and just slightly different geometry on the on the suspension itself. Uh, so it does have the suspension, i got to tell you, off-road, before we get to news and also the questions from yeah. the viewers. Um, I think the, the reason I would say you're spending the extra money on a ZR2 Silverado compared to Trail Boss or compared to any other GM 4x4 um, half-ton truck, it's really the shocks, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And maybe the lockers, too. Yeah. But the shocks, it, this truck is capable, and I've done this twice, this truck is capable of going on a dirt, washed out, 
just um, washboard road mm -hmm. as fast as a highway. It just can't do it. So, and part of it is because it has really good bottom-out protection. Just the shocks are so good, they're pretty controllable and nice. Not, not floaty. It doesn't have that first-gen Raptor feeling. Right. It doesn't have that. It's more of a like a third-gen Raptor feeling where it's a little bit more taut. Mm -hmm. uh, but these DSSVs uh, on the Silverado, uh, they can absorb pretty large hits at high speeds, like 50, 60 miles an hour off-road. And an important note here is that they're not adjustable. They do their own thing on their own. So they're they're autonomous. They do their own thing. You don't do anything. You don't set them There's from inside no the cabin. There's no levers or switches to adjust them. Yes. Right, right. But um, in my past experience, at least with the Colorado, I found that they managed to do everything well. They were just proficient at everything. But there was one flaw. Yes. Their actual physical design made them susceptible to damage, possibly, underneath the truck because they hang out a little bit, uh, as opposed to what a regular shock would. And I'm curious if this does the same thing. Very similar. And you can kind of see it in, even in the image in the studio. And yep. we can show you other images from underneath the truck as well. Uh, if you're watching this on TFL Talk, which you can. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's it's an artifact, really, of the leaf springs, right? In the rear, it's a solid axle, leaf springs. Right. Uh, and because of that, the shocks are a little bit more inboard, mm -hmm. right, on the frame. So inside of the frame, they mount on top. And then they do hang out just below the, uh, at the axle, but it's inboard, right? Right. Usually, if you look underneath the Raptor or the TRX, the shocks are much closer to the wheels, and they're kind of hidden within, not hidden, but they're kind of tucked away next to the wheel. Right, right. Um, so I've noticed that some people, at least with the Colorado, have actually built their own specially made, homemade- Little, little skid plates. Skid plates yeah. to go where the shocks are, just to, to protect them. And I'm curious, I'm pretty sure that something like that's gonna exist for this truck as well. Probably, and there's also rumor of a Bison ZR2 Silverado Yes, too. which we covered in, uh, on TFL Now or TFL yeah, on TFL I think Now? It was TFL Now news video as well. So that's not confirmed. The Bison ZR2 Silverado is not confirmed by Chevrolet, but there was a leak and it's likely it might happen. Okay, before we switch to news, yes. I just want to finally go to one question. Uh, when are we expecting the video to come out of this vehicle in Moab? That's probably going to be, uh, well, around the same time where you're listening or uh, watching this podcast. Right. So within a, within a week of uh, when we're actually um, doing actually this taping. So go to TFL Truck. That's where you're going to see that video, and you're going to see Andre conquering off-road obstacles. Yeah, and that includes the fuel efficiency road trip as well. Yes. So that we discussed, you can see a little bit more detail. You can see exactly the winds we faced. Mm, yeah. And I can show you the actual the interface itself, which is pretty cool. Uh, the infotainment system. By the way, the Bose stereo yeah. is a little bit better than other Bose systems I've heard from hmm. other trucks. Okay. But I would say it's probably not the king of stereos in in the pickup. Okay. But it's 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 getting up there. It's, I think it's better. A lot of wattage. The, yeah. Yeah. And, and I like to the turn sound, it up loud. Yeah. Then the sound is. Pretty clear, okay. right? I wouldn't say it's like a Fender system and a Nissan, mm -hmm. which I think is where maybe the, one of the better pickup trucks systems is. I would agree, it's pretty good. Um, but it's getting closer to that standard. How can say. you tell? Because you just listen to discotheque. Boots and pants and boots and pants. There's a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there is. I need my boots and pants very crisp. crisp. Yeah, I, I'm clear. I'm surprised Cole stayed in the truck that long. <laughs> 
Cole's Cole. our, new, yeah, our new videographer. He's a great kid. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. He's starting. He's, he's trying to, you know, make sure he does everything. And he was okay with my music. Okay. Too. Poor so, kid. So yeah. let's move on to news. Uh, because we got we Should got we do news or should we do a couple of questions? Uh, it's up to you. Okay. Jay, what do you, what do you say? Do, do you have a couple of Patreon questions? By the way, patreon.com slash TFLcar is where you can support us. Yeah, that's for both truck and car. Yeah, for everything TFL does. And this is also where you can directly communicate with us. Mm -hmm. So I think Jay has at least one or two questions prepared. I do. Yeah. Fire away. This one's coming from Wally. He's going to be in the area, specifically Loveland. And for uh, he's going to be on site for work. And he's wondering if he can stop by the TFL studio or over at Tumbleweed Ranch. Well, Wally, by the way, thank you for your support. We appreciate that. Yeah, uh, Wally, I was um, looking at your question as well, and you've been supporting us for 10 months with donations, so that's huge help. Thank you. Um, so here's the thing with, with visits. So you, uh, it's hard for us to meet you and uh, people like, like you because we travel a lot. Right. Um, so, so for example, um, in a couple of days, I'm going to GMC Sierra event. Right. Um, I think you're going to another event. I'm going to be uh, going to a Honda event. Tommy's going to go to a Kia event. And at the same time, Rome's going to a Mercedes event. Yeah. And we'll all be out of the office at the same time. So one of the things that does is it makes it very difficult for us to rendezvous with people at specific times. So it's going to take a lot of work for these things to happen. But so, so, you, so if you wanted to meet all of us at once, that's almost impossible it's really rough and we're working on like doing trying to do get togethers in the future mm -hmm. and if we do we'll communicate that well in advance yes uh, you know maybe at an auto show or after an hour before an auto show etc etc right so we, we haven't been good at this we apologize we'll do better um, another way to get at least in front of one of us is if you have an interesting vehicle with you. Yeah. So, for example, if you've built up your pickup truck, if you have an interesting car or pickup or an SUV, uh, we can do a doodle of my truck or doodle of my car together. Right. And and what that requires is then then our cameraman and one of our hosts get together and we section out a little chunk of time making sure that we can rendezvous with you and then that way we can meet and do the video. Yeah, so let us know what you're driving yeah, if you're still in the that area. That would help. That would so, help a lot. Yeah, so Wally, send us some pictures of your of your rig, whatever. So if we if we can do a video together, we'll do our best. Indeed. So thank you, Wally, for your support. Uh, do we have another question? Yeah, this one's coming from Mark. It seems like he's looking for some Truck buying advice. Okay. He has a 2012 Dodge Ram with a 3-inch lift and 35-inch tires, but no locker. Uh, the Rams, he says, get stuck on occasion, probably due to the large Hemi. Uh, it's a great street ride, um, but his Ford truck, which he says is an F-150 4x4, uh -huh. uh, has never gotten stuck, but it's also not as good on the street. What do you recommend for him? Ooh, so I was looking at this question as well. Mm -hmm. So I, I think where Mark, right? Yeah, Mark. So so I think where what Mark really wants is he wants to upgrade uh, to a new pickup. Yeah. Which may not be a great time right now because of pricing. Timing <laughs> is really off there, Mark. Unless you know someone specific who can get you a good deal. But there are there are a couple of options out there, yeah, guys. Yeah, so it sounds like you are open to modifying your truck. So it sounds like you put some bigger tires on your Ram mm -hmm. in, and in lifted the past. it. Um, and you've also kind of modified your Ford uh, F-150. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Mark has also been looking at Trail Boss. So he's, you know, he's open to trying different manufacturers, which is pretty cool. Um, and then Mark was also concerned that the Trail Boss doesn't have a selectable locker. 
Yeah, it's the G80. It's a G80. Right. Uh, G80 is a mechanical device. Some people are still confused about this. Um, you don't have to push any buttons to activate it. But if one wheel tries to spin freely, the other one, the will mechanical eventually. device will try to catch it and lock the axle. The problem, of course, is that when you're off-roading and you're trying to be delicate, you have to spin that wheel in order to get both of them to lock up and move. But the good news is they're pretty strong and they work. They work relatively well, but you have to be okay with having a little bit of wheel spin before it actually locks up. Yeah, so uh, for daily use, uh, I mean, he's open to many manufacturers. Really? Because I have one in mind. Uh, what, what is it? You want a locker, my friend? You want to try to get a deal on a truck? You want a V8? Well, there aren't that many uh, options out there for you, but the Nissan Titan, and I will champion this truck until it goes away, which it might, um, it's a really good deal if you can get the right one. You don't even need to get the Pro 4X, but the Pro 4X is quite good, and you have a locker. You flip a switch, it locks. It's just that simple. Very competent truck and a very comfortable truck on the street, so it gives you the best of both worlds, and frankly speaking, I think that V8 is fantastic. I would agree. We recently had the Titan XD. Yeah. Uh, I think you're mentioning the just the regular Just Titan. the regular Titan. Yeah. It's a little cheaper. I, I agree with you. It has Bilstein shocks yeah. uh, in the Pro 4X version. That's right. Um, and also, some lift kits are available for it. Yes. So, Nissan actually had, in the past, worked with different companies just to offer some dealer-installed lift kits. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to go that way, of course. You can choose your own uh, supplier for that. We would recommend a leveling kit at the very least because the friend is a little bit on the low yeah, side. Yeah, the chin is a little bit low yeah, on the yeah, Titan is. Pro 4X. Uh, so that could be a one great option. Right. If you want GM for your next truck, uh, well, I guess you could use a ZR2, <laughs> but it is going to be expensive. Hell yeah, it is. Um, it does have selectable lockers. It's the only half-ton truck right now with, with front and rear lockers. That is correct. So, so if you don't mind spending more money, uh, that could be a good choice. But the trail bus is actually a solid vehicle as well. There's one other option which we recently drove and we recently owned. Tundra? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that had a locker as well? Yes, it did. Yeah. I mean, and, and it was pretty I, good off-road. it also has a lower chin. It does have a very low chin, and we're yeah. not happy about the fact that it doesn't have tow hooks in the front. That's a whole video in itself, to be honest with you. But it is a very competent truck. We did well with it off-road. It was, I thought, fairly stout. And yes, once again, you have a locker that you can fire up. I actually would take the Nissan over the Toyota if I were doing a little bit more off-roading. Yeah. Just because it has a little bit more off-road uh, brio going on with it. But they're both very good trucks. So how about this? Uh, are those are the questions for now? Those are all the ones uh, we have. All right. Th thanks, Jay. Thank sure. you. Um, so let's hit news really quick and yep. then wrap up. You got it. So this week, um, uh, there were a lot of electrification news. Indeed. In the truck world. It was, it was pr a pretty big week. Uh, on April 26th, uh, Ford was doing basically a job one uh, announcement. That means uh, the kind of the first production, the start of production for the F-150 Lightning. Right. Uh, which was actually an event where, you know, some news crews were there. But for, not us, yeah, by the way. We, I'm sorry, but that's screwed. I mean, we... We're what about TFL truck? I know, seriously. I, I, I'm a little ticked about that, okay. but whatever. Anyway, but this will be remedied because uh, we're going to the first drive event yeah. very, very soon. Roman is going to be there. So we're going to actually finally behind the wheel of the Lightning. Yes. Because you've seen it at the auto shows being driven by, you know, contractors who are not letting journalists drive, right? Mm -hmm. uh, now, finally, within the next week, we'll be behind the wheel. So, but that event, which was pretty important, right, in the, in the world of pickups. Yeah. 
kicked off a bunch of other news too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> because GM was out there saying, hey, what about us? Ram had some news that they were kind of hinting and dropping a little bit. Um, so, and then, and then CEO of Ford, uh, um, uh, Farley. Farley. Jim, Jim, Jim Farley. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. My, my, I had a little hiccup in That's my brain. That's quite right. Jim Farley teased. He said, by the way, guys, we have another electric pickup truck on the way, mm-hmm. and it's different than this one. And when he said it's different than this one, he pointed at the Lightning. So that kicked off a bunch of news. We were covering it at tfltruck.com website. Right. And so what do you think? If it's not an F-Series, let's take the Super Duty and the F-150 off the table. What do you think he's talking about as far as the next electric pickup? I think it's going to be something that's a mid-size, more affordable truck. I think it might have something to do with the Ranger, but not necessarily an electric Ranger. What if it was smaller? You mean like something to the effect of the Maverick? Yes. I think that they're selling so many Mavericks right now that they it would be smart, I would say, to shift over to working the, with the, Ranger. The Ranger. Yeah, yeah. that's so, what I think. So, so first of all, we don't have a lot of... Uh, solid information on this. Yeah, very it, little. It was it was a sentence said by the CEO. Right. Uh, so, but but he also mentioned that this truck will be produced at the new Tennessee facility right. that they're building right now, and it's not ready for production uh, for production. Right. So it'll probably be a couple, at least a couple of years away. I'm gonna say 2024, 2025. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of the timeline we're looking at. Mm-hmm. So so still kind of interesting news. Yes, uh, it is. Then Ram uh, did a little clip showing another rendering of the front, and it was kind of an animation where the new Ram Revolution electric truck was showing up. Right, and there are a couple of uh, images that went along with it. So we have a much better understanding of what the front end's gonna look like, and it's not gonna look like a regular Ram, but it'll it'll have similarities, a family resemblance. Yeah, so maybe like the profile of the cab might look similar, right? but really the front lights have these different LED signatures mm-hmm. to anything they've used before. Right. Um, and maybe more aerodynamic because it's important for electric vehicles. I'm guaranteeing you it's going to be uh, more aerodynamic. Yeah. yeah. So so that's going to be interesting. And they said, and this is new, they said it's the first debut of their Revolution concept truck is going to be in the fall of this year. Right. That's what they said. But they said something else. Right. And this is what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so uh, this is according to Motor Trend. So MotorTrend.com was one source that published this. Did you see it anywhere else? It, other people have mocked or have gone directly off MotorTrend. Okay. So, so, so MotorTrend, um, they were you know talking to some of the executives as well at RAM. Right. And they were saying, um, this is according to them, that RAM heavy-duty truck will be electrified within the next several years. They don't know exactly when, but they're also looking at fuel cell electrification technology for the RAM heavy-duty. And that actually makes a lot of sense if you're going to do that. Now, there's a lot of speculation on what that fuel cell will be, how it will work, will it be hydrogen, whatnot. We don't know. They didn't say anything about what it would be. However, if they're hoping to move heavy-duty trucks with electricity, they're going to need, I think, a secondary power source. And either it has to be a dedicated hybrid system or something else. So this could be their solution. But there's more. 
Yes, and RAM actually not this week, but uh, in previous weeks, they also talked about range extender, yeah. right? So this was for their RAM Revolution 1500 electrified truck, potentially may have a range extender, which is a small gasoline or diesel. Well, they straight, out said, they, they straight out said it would have a form of range extender. Yeah, so it's an internal combustion engine motor engine mm-hmm. that that's just charging the battery and not providing propulsion. Right, a generator. Yeah, basically a generator. So mm-hmm. that also kind of makes sense. Right. If it's not too heavy. But there's more. What, what, what more do <laughs> what you more? want? <laughs> they also mentioned that they are very serious about bringing out a small and or mid-sized pickup truck. Finally. Yes, but they did not announce a name. They did not announce a date. But what they did say was it would happen after the revolution, after the Ram revolution, I should say, and possibly after this heavy-duty pickup. So... It's not going to happen anytime soon. So they're labeling the Ram Revolution truck as 2024 mm-hmm. model year. So it will be unveiled this year mm-hmm. as, a, as a kind of a prototype concept. Right. I'm assuming the production version will be shown next year in 2023. That makes sense. And it will be on sale maybe, you know, closer to the end of 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then this mini truck, whatever they're going to call it, it's sounding may like come after that. I'm thinking 2025, but we may have uh, an image of it by 2024. I, I think they're behind I agree because the Maverick is, like you said, is selling a lot of. Uh, oh, it's selling trucks. like it's like crazy. Yeah, they sold like twenty thousand of them in just three months. And that's year. that's given the chip shortage and all the other problems yes. that are going on. They were still able to sell twenty thousand, and you it, try reserving one; it's yeah. almost impossible. There, Hyundai Santa Cruz is not far behind. No, they're you know, selling they really about well like too. Nine thousand, right? Yeah, so that's that's important. Also, Ram um, they did talk about the electric version of their ProMaster van, mm-hmm. which is coming next year as well. And customers like Amazon and others will be actually ordering some of those vans, um, commercial commercial companies. We don't know whether or not they'll trickle down to regular non-commercial fleets, but uh, hopefully we'll find out soon enough. But you know, the ProMaster, and I think we need to wrap up soon, but the ProMaster for 2023 has been redesigned, has a new face yes. uh, as a Ducato van from overseas. Right. And then, you know, Alex, our TFL off-road managing editor yeah. and our bike guy, yeah. um, Alex came up to me and he saw the crew, the new crew van version of that. Yeah. Well, there is a partition, you know, there's the front seats, there are the mid-row. Right. And there's a giant partition in the back of this van, ProMaster, and there's a huge space behind it, like eight feet of it. Yeah. He's like, Andre, this could be perfect for motorcycles. You know, carrying motorcycles. Did he come with his hat in his hand looking at you, giving you the look of like, you know, please, please. He's like, can you talk to Ram and can you pick one out? He, he was not talking to Ram. That's not going to help. We have to talk to Roman. Well, so. <laughs> or at least at least drive it for a week. You know, <laughs> seriously, he really wanted to put some motorcycles in the back of it. You know, I'm going to put it out of here right now before we wrap up, and that is that we don't get enough fans to test a TFL truck, and we really should because we are one dude, of the largest uh, channels out there, and I don't know why they're not giving us fans. Dude, I've been asking for an e-transit. I don't know for how many months. A regular e-transit, transit. but even a regular transit. <laughs> How about, you know, the ProMaster? I mean, I can go on and on. We have not been getting vans. And if you guys want to petition automakers to send us vans, please do. And just let them know. You want to see vans tested at, you know, in Colorado. I think partially it's been the fault of the pandemic because all vehicles are in shortage. But this happened before the pandemic. Too. Yeah, Come I know. I, I think our last van review is like from four years ago. Yeah. Or something like something that. Something like that. It's, it's not good. Anyway. But van life is huge, so it is indeed. you know we're gonna we're gonna still uh, hit on that. But getting back to uh, my Moab experience, just really quickly, please. Um, so we talked about the trip there. We talked about the good and the bad yeah. on the ZR two. 
mostly good, actually, yeah. But uh, off-road, I got to say, I-, I was concerned about, first of all, kind of the, the chin. Mm-hmm. I'm always worried, you know, when you're hitting those, you know, the frame bender. Right, and Go- going to downhill. Of, a yeah. lot of the obstacles. By the way, I was tempted to go on Hell's Revenge. Mm. I didn't. Oh. Yeah. I will if you let me. Okay, maybe next, next Fire, time. I, I want to go. Yeah. Um, this, this truck, I'm sure, did well. It did well. So it had it had really good clearance. I was worried about that, of course. Mm-hmm. But 11.2 inches, approximately, of ground clearance That's not on this. Bad. It's actually really competitive. Yeah. Um, it's up there. And uh, we don't have rock sliders yet. I want to put add some rock sliders on this truck, which mm. are available from Chevrolet. Right. Um, to in, improve our you know, kind of protection. So the image the you truck. guys are looking at has the sliders on them, but the one the truck we have is... Almost does bare, not by by comparison bare bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that was really good. The traction was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really worried because as we were off roading on fins and things, this was between like eight thirty a.m. and ten thirty a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the giant s- storm clouds were approaching. Uh, and what happens when it rains on slick rock? Slick rock becomes really slick. Yes. 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 <laughs> I was really nervous about this, but it went all right. But it went okay because we were still on kind of dry rock and dry soil. And when we left, of course, we drove through rain. So uh, I'm not going to say everything because the video is coming. Right. I was really pleasantly surprised and pleasantly, you know, just it was a good experience. It was a highly capable truck. And actually, uh, this, this, this happened. We saw a group of side-by-side owners, mm-hmm. you know, um, in um, Can-Ams and Razors right. come by. And one of them came, by, uh, came up to me, and I was in the Silverado Zero too. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm sorry, are you going to take this here? You know, they were worried that I was on fins and things. And I said, yes, you bet I am. You bet I'm going to drive on fins and things. You tell them, Andre. And I did. And they, and they actually videoed their, you know, me on their phones. <laughs> so there may be videos out there of uh, ZR2 um, doing stuff in Moab. And if it was sand dune color. That's pretty, probably us. Probably me. Um, so, so, yeah. So some people saw the size of this truck. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got a long wheelbase. It's yeah. a crew cab truck. 33-inch tall tires don't look very big. Right. So they were questioning my sanity. But but I, I got to tell you, it was really competent effort. Considering some of the other vehicles we brought over to fins and things, this one is far more capable. We did the Ranger FX4 on, on that trail. Which, by the way, did really well. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the video. I, I love the fact that we were the first to bring this vehicle to Moab. And what's interesting is that General Motors has actually used Moab in the past to test other vehicles, including the Hummer um, EV. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool that we managed to do it as well. And that truck may go back there more than one more time. <laughs> it could go back several times. I'm looking forward to what we're going to be doing with it in the future and what we're going to do to it in the future. Exactly. So like we said, exhaust is, but I really want to do it. performance exhaust. The rock sliders, I want to tow with it. Mm-hmm. It has 8,900 pounds of uh, towing ability. That's pretty good. Which is better than the Raptor or the TRX. Right. Uh, and I also want to compare it really against the TRT Pro, uh, the Tundra. Yes, right? which we're hopefully going to get our hands on in, in, the, in the near future. And hopefully the F-150 Tremor uh, at the same time. So right. we might be taking those to Moab as well. That would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So, and thanks to your support, as always, you guys continue to watch us. Uh, like we said, uh, Jay, thank you for being here. Thank you. And uh, because we're going to be introducing new segments really soon, uh, having lots of fun on these podcasts. That's right, guys. So thanks for joining us. Have a great week, and we will see you next time. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.